From the Standing Stone Farm Studio right outside downtown Nashville, it's time for the most ridiculous sports podcast in the world. So sit back, relax, and listen as Bobby Butler and Brandon Bond crack open a cold one and talk all things hockey, pop culture, and complain about everyday situations. It's the Pucks Out Podcast on the Penalty Box Radio Network. Welcome into the most ridiculous podcast in sports and pop culture. I'm Bobby. He's Brandon. Hey, you can find us on the three majors of social media at Pucks Out Pod. Now, let's crack open this cold Mayday beer and let's get after it. As always, Pucks Out is powered by Mayday Brewery, the official beer of Pucks Out Podcast. Catch them every Tuesday for trivia and Thursday for bingo night. I got this Cryotron uh cold ipa um uh it's it's a decent ipa i like i i mean i'm not a big ipa guy but this this i do like yeah i uh haven't got my uh shipment so wouldn't have the new one bob wouldn't have the new one buddy so i wouldn't be able to try a new one though the old ones are just as delicious and cool and refreshing as ever okay i don't want to i'm not (laughs) hating okay i'm not uh but i'm having just a a burrow blonde so nice uh, nice Very nice, very nice. Um, how are you this week, bud? Doing good, man. Had a had a good time at uh, your mom's neighborhood Halloween party. Had had a yeah. decent little little time there. Uh, you know, just sports. Uh, did got, got some house stuff done. Uh, yesterday a little bit, so that was that was good. But yeah, just you know, just kind of pushing through this year. This time of year is so. It, I love this time of year. It just, it's so uneventful because all I'm doing like most of the time is just like watching football all day, all day. Like all my free time, I just like watch 14 hours of football in a weekend. And that's amazing (laughs) to me. That's a really, really good weekend. But the stories, they just don't flow. I can't be like, oh yeah, we just talk about what happened on the TV. You know, I mean, we do that throughout the show. So I can't do that. How are you you doing this week? Uh, What about you, bro? How you doing, man? Good, man. You know, I had a lot of fun at the Halloween party, like you already said. Uh, watched a bunch of football, played some games, uh, you know, got got some uh, chores done. I did a little work on the truck, so got got some uh, vehicle maintenance done. Overall, just, you know, a decent decent week. Um, you know, I, uh, I was going to do a fit check, but it seems like we're just kind of wearing our uh, everyday clothes. I got a Smash Hill hat on. Well, yeah, the API. Uh, that's the the Alabama Polytechnic in- Polytechnical Institute. That is what Auburn was before it was Auburn. So I mean, no, nice. bro. I'm and I'm a hack guy. <laughs> uh, I can't remember nice. if I've ever worn yeah. this before, but you know, I'm a hack. I guy. honestly don't know it, it because because the way this uh, this app works is your, your your screen is very blurry to me. So all I see is a yeah. gray hat. What well, just I says even, I can't just, even see the logo. It just says I'm a hat guy. It's no logo. It oh, literally okay, says okay. That. So you were just you, I thought okay. I thought I you was, were just saying you're a hat guy. I was like, all right, yeah, cool. I mean, we both are. Like <laughs> you just it, like, like it. You, you keep saying it. You keep saying it, Brandon. But tell me what's on the hat. You know? <laughs> yeah. No, no. Uh, my my cousin. I uh, I'm not cousin. Excuse me. My brother. I told him, hey, you know, he said, what do you want for Christmas? I was like, I don't know, bro. I'm a hat guy. So you know, hats are great. That's a and perfect gift. So he gift, got though. me, dude. It was literally it was the best gift ever. It was literally yeah. That is so, an amazing gift. Open it up and it says. And it's a hat that says I'm a hat guy. I'm like, oh, okay, that's high level thinking. You know, yeah. I'm I'm into it. Yeah. I'm into it. That's a that's a good gift. Yeah. Yeah. Steph, I know you got me a car, but this hat wins. Yeah. 
Stephanie, <laughs> your your presents are garbage compared to this hat. It was so thoughtful. <laughs> uh, and, and a quick segue, I want to say, if you are the kind of person that buys a car for someone for a Christmas or any gift without them knowing, that's a bad yeah. gift. Yeah, you just bought someone a huge responsibility and a huge yeah. tax liability without exactly. them talking to them about it. Yeah, especially well, I mean, if you're in are, person, a person's significant other. We are like, we are married, so we would both incur the same type of type of yeah, penalty yeah. to a, uh, But you know, we we allow, we're making fun of Stephanie, and she's the one that got me the the juror number ten hat, which is which is by far the greatest gift that I've ever gotten yes. because you know it implies yeah. that I've been on a jury. Uh, you know, but she could have done better. She could have foresaw that I was going to be the foreman. Yeah, she could have saw that I was going to be got two. And then if I never was yeah. the foreman, she could have just thrown the other one out. And that would have been, you know, and she can probably hear me, which is the best part about yeah. this. Right or now. she gets so, like 12 and then just returns all the ones that you, whichever one, one through one through. Well, <laughs> see, it's technically she would have had to get 14 because the alternates sit through the trial as well. Yeah. So like one through 14 juror. Well, and but I was locked in to my juror seat. So I was I was yeah. always number 10. No question. Yeah. So. She actually has a collection. And, and in that collection is also one that says defendant on it. Just in case, she was, you never know. She was, she was, she was for, she was for a doctor, uh, uh, the doctor on the other side of the medical yeah. malpractice case. Hey, I mean, you know, it's a trial. You got to have a rooting interest. Everybody knows, you know, no lives are at stake or anything. Obviously, it's not, uh, you know, it's a game, Bob. That's where that's the way they told us to treat it. They said, they yeah. said this is like a game of sorry, you know, or, or you know, trouble. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, done with the, the fit ju- check. The juror stand up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Done with the fit. <laughs> done with the fit check. Now we're uh, we've two a. Right yeah, that's on. everyone knows what we're about. <laughs> By now they know what, what, what's happening. We loosely uh, put right. put bolded titles on our page on our page to kind of guide us yeah. through. Yeah. Some There's a reason they're together. not bold and underlined. If they're bold exactly. and underlined, you got to stick to it. Well, that's the hot and cold <laughs> down down below, as you'll see. Yeah, pretty, yeah. Are, are, they're very they're bolded and underlined. Yeah. Um, don't forget to check us out on Patreon and Twitch, where you can find us. You know, now we're, we're hey, we're gaming together every once in a while, playing some Star Wars, yeah. playing some Battlefront, killing it over there. Um, Probably going to be more it. Over, uh, only yeah. killing it. Don't cut. I mean, yeah, we're not we're not getting yeah. beat by all these level seven hundreds that have never <laughs> stopped playing. But uh, some Overwatch for sure. I think you know Battlefront might be even being out, bro. I've been having a lot of fun on, on Overwatch too. So uh, yeah. Yeah, come, come. Yeah, I come think check uh, when out. we get done recording, I'm gonna jump on some Overwatch too. I don't know if Brandon will be joining me. Uh, yeah, I'll we play can, a little. Uh, we can get some, you know, and grind a little bit. Um, yeah. But all right, uh, don't forget to check us out on Patreon as well to support the show and get all the uh, bits a day early. Um, let's head straight into the news. Everything you need to know about what's happening on the ice. It's time for news from inside the boards. Okay, Phil. I'm getting text messages. I'm in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Phil Kessel ties the Ironman streak in the NHL at 989, currently held by Keith Yandel. Tonight, as of recording on Tuesday, he will break that uh, uh, and become the leader when he plays game 990. Um, ESPN, uh, well, more specifically, Greg Wyshynski of ESPN has a very good article um, where he collected a bunch of uh, stories, funny stories, family stories about Phil Kessel from players, teammates, coaches, 
Um, you know, the player that the uh, players have dubbed the, the, the league's Forrest Gump, which I don't is that a compliment to be called the, to be to be called anything's Forrest Gump? I don't know if yes. that's a compliment or not, to be honest. Especially when in football. I mean, my man's was all American, so yeah, yeah. I mean, like, um, but realistically, anything but but probably intelligence level, right? I mean, he was a war hero. Like he met like four presidents. Like I know you hate Forrest Gump, but his life was I didn't was say amazing. That. You hate you hate for everybody. I just want to throw it out. There. No, no, no. Bobby You're thinking of Robin Williams. Like I hate Robin Williams. I've never seen Forrest Gump, Forrest so I don't have an opinion on it. Never seen it, so that's hatred. Never seen it. Okay? Very that's different pure, thing. That's pure hatred. I am, you, I am you agnostic towards. I, I, I am agnostic towards know. Forrest Gump. <laughs> you hate what you don't know. Okay, you just. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're just, this is, this is, this is it guys. We, you know, I know we've had this fight before, but I can't have it again. I'm done. I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so that's a, that's a huge accomplishment. Nine, you know, uh, coming up on a thousand games um, that, that, that really is a testament to a sport that is, you know, and we're going to talk about it a little bit when we get to outside the NHL as well. We're going to be talking about some records and stuff. Um, so it kind of flows directly into that. But, you know, Cal, you know, Cal Ripken's record is something that is completely unbreakable and such a great, just uh, one of those things. But hockey is a different game than baseball. You know, you are getting actively hit all the time. I, and for a guy that, you know, survives off hot dogs, I mean, honestly, this really, you know who's really loving this is Nathan's hot dogs. There they was are loving this streak. There was an article where they're talking to him about his longevity and how he's been able to stay. And he and I, th- and I didn't read the article, but in the headline, it was like he was like, "I don't ever, I don't drink water ever." You know, <laughs> like, like that's been the key to to maintaining that physique that he that he has. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I I absolutely agree. That is a rough and tumble sport. If if Cal Ripkins wasn't so ridiculously outlandish, yeah. I would you know I would say, but. But 162 games a season uh, for 2,632 consecutive games from Cal Ripken is a pretty, pretty uh, amazing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, and I, I think everyone wants to talk about when we talk when they talk about Cal Ripken, they want to talk about his he- uh, health and longevity. I think it speaks. Yes, be, the ability to stay healthy. But honestly, in a sport where it hot and cold streaks are so mm. prevalent in players. Being able to stay as a starter for that many That's, games is is a is more important to me than how healthy he was because I mean how many games did we see people get pulled? I mean, especially in his older well, years. I mean, he could have easily gotten pulled. Ripken, Ripken was Ripken was. That that's also the difference to me was Ripken was great outside. I'm yeah. not that Phil Kessel and Keith Yandel aren't great mm-hmm. hockey players, but they're not making they're not making anybody's all time list. Okay, you know, I mean, Cal Ripken's gonna be a shortstop, you know, third baseman in a lot of people's all time teams type of deal. You know, uh, so uh, that would be the, you- the the bigger difference to me is that he was also a superstar. Besides, so just being two questions here. I have two questions for you. Does Phil Kessel make your top one hundred list? No, not even. I, okay, I, I mean, I can't. I, I agree. It. I agree. Does Phil Kessel make earn earn a spot in the Hall of Fame? Uh, I yeah, I think that that's a I think that that's a possibility. I don't think yeah, because I, I, I don't think Hall of I don't think Hall of Fame, and I think we've we kind of run. Doesn't isn't always is, equivalent to skill. A, 
there's not a le- there's not a line. You know what I'm saying? There's, yeah. There, you can be a Hall of Famer in so many numerous yeah, ways. Yeah, exactly. There's, 100% agree. Yeah. The the first guy into the Hockey Hall of Fame probably has garbage stats compared to third and fourth liners now in hockey. But that's irrelevant, right? Because because what that person did was uh, above and beyond what anybody had done. So I, I don't think the two are relevant of being in my top 100 and being a Hall of Fame player. Do I think he's a first ballot? No, no. I think he I think he's a guy that, that slips in towards the end of, of his opportunity to get in there. But you can't you can't you also can't turn down playing 1000 games in a row, you know, with and not that. Yeah. And, and with with stats too. I mean, it's not like, it's not like Phil Kessel is a nothing. I mean, you know, I'm not saying that he, he just because he doesn't crack my top 100 doesn't mean he's not been a prolific hockey player with on top of, on top of his games played and, and, you know, his relevant stats, a Stanley cup winner, a multiple win- cup winner. Right. Am I correct in that? He's won at least two with, uh, with, Oh the yeah. Didn't, didn't, he might've been question, there for all Pitt, three. Did Pittsburgh, th- yeah, I think he was there for. I'm almost okay. certain he was there for yeah, all three. Yeah, I, 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 I don't hold me. I, to I that. knew he was there. So yeah, I think that Phil Kessel is a is a Hall of Famer. Uh, I, yeah, I think Phil Kessel is a Hall of Famer. I I I, I don't, uh, but I don't think it's a first ballot. I I, I can't. I'm going to look up. I don't think. I don't know that Cal Ripken. What if he was a first ballot Hall of Famer? Oh, he had to have been. Yeah, no, that's I mean, what I'm saying. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I think Phil Kessel 100%. Sorry, I was looking up the first ever NHL Hall of Famers. Um, and it's very, going back to 1946, is very hard because there's a guy named Hobie Baker who was the only forward in the 1946 class, which was the first class I took him. Um, his career statistics, um, they are, he had one, two, three, they counted four, one, two, four years of high school, one year of uh, Princeton, freshman of his, of his year at Princeton, then I'm guessing he went to war. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, dude deserves to be in the hall of fame right there. Stop uh, uh, he stop. was, yeah. Oh, Oh, okay. So the reason his stats kind of abruptly ended was a, he went to war in world war one and he received orders to return to the United States and leave the war. He was reluctant and decided to disobey orders and stay in the war. A lot of them did that. Yeah. I mean, they were like, uh, yeah, he, so. he decided to take a final flight of his squad. He decided to steal a plane from his squadron's airfield and went for his own. And he de- and he decided to claim the plane for his own. What? I'm sorry. I think we need to bring back the most the most interesting people. This is insane. He was like, this "Yeah, guy. I'm just going to take this plane." They're like, "Look, we know this is the hockey <laughs> hall of fame, but did you hear the plane oh, story?" <laughs> the best part. Of, the best part about this is he wasn't a pilot. <laughs> A few hundred yards from the airfield, his plane crashed nose first into the ground. That's oh, this story does not end well. This is in the death portion of his Wikipedia. Okay. Oh, okay. I was, okay. Uh, I was like, where is this going? Really just looking for his... Saw... Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, but, so but we'll move I... on to... Uh, uh, go ahead. Well, I did want to say, so I was looking up Ripken. I mean, two, uh, two AL MVPs... Uh, 19 all-star games, 16, uh, 1695 RBIs, 3,184 hits, 603 doubles and 431 home runs. Yeah. I would say that that's why it was so impressive, uh, from Ripken is that, I mean, he was just doing it as a winner and a, and a superstar. 
yeah. throughout. I mean, I'm looking at uh, Phil Kessel's um, career statistics, NHL totals, um, not almost a thousand points, 956 um, points, so all, just under a point per game, pretty much uh, yeah. for his career. Um, he has oh, he has over 1,200 total games played of 1,204. Um, 399 goals, so he's about to hit that 400 club. I mean, I, I mean, yeah. He has one. He has three Olympic gold medals, all playing for the U.S. I mean, he has. And it's probably hockey Hall of yeah. Fame, right? Um, so yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So yeah. it'll probably include all of his, you know, what he's done. So yeah, Hall of Fame, yeah. no question. And three All Star games, no. but not uh, not top 100. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's move into outside the NHL. Now that you know what's happening inside the boards, time for the rest of the headlines with news from outside the boards. All right. There are some referees under investigation from the NFL after making what can only be seen as the stupidest thing of the week. Uh, asking for Mike Evans' autograph immediately after the game while they were still in uniform. While Mike Evans is still in uniform. I mean, what? Who? Why did they think this was okay? How hard is it to just go change real quick and then go to the locker room and knock the locker room door? I mean, you're yeah. you're a ref. <laughs> it's and, and and besides the fact that no, honestly, you know, that's yes, that's the way to get around the rule, uh, you know, and sneak out and do it again. But realistically you shouldn't even be talking to these dudes. You know what I'm saying? Like no. this should be, you know, no. it can be friendly on the field. Like it's just a bad look for the NFL. Yeah. And I'm I mean, not a fan basically... of when uh, players and refs cut it up on the field and they kind of make jokes back into each other. Like I get being cordial and, you know, right. call, you know, I don't know. I, I guess when I was playing college rugby, like I, I was an adult, I like I was an adult at the time. I'm not saying I know what it feels like to be a professional athlete, but I was a 22 year old these refs were in their late twenties, their early thirties. I would, I'd call them, sir. And I would, yeah, I mean, if I ref, had to talk to them, referees. I'd say ref or sir, you know, I'd say sir. ref, sir. And Hey, and it's Jack like, Wagon. I wouldn't cut it up. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I wouldn't cut it up with them. And that, that to me, that's weird. It is weird. Like, it's weird when I see like in the pregame, like refs and players kind of joking around. I see like, I've seen things of Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. I'm, I'm going to be fair here. Say, ah, oh, you're gonna give me some calls today, and kind of laugh at them. Be like, ha, we'll see what happens. And it's like, I don't like that. If I'm the ref, I'm yeah. saying, no, I'm gonna call it fair. It's well, my job. And it's, and it's like, elite. There's, and it's, and it's a group, and it's a group that has had its fair share of issues and problems. Uh, we they implemented the uh, the pass interference, you know, the the re- pass interference review, and they they. Person, they on purpose bombed that. They did that. They did it poorly. They wouldn't read. They wouldn't change their own calls. They wouldn't do. I mean, this is this is a, an extremely extremely bad look. Uh, I mean, this is this is this guy. Yeah. This is wor- This is way worse than what Calvin Ridley did. Uh, you know, betting on you know he betting on other teams and other games and hey, should he do? That. Should yeah. he do that? No, bro. No, absolutely not. Should yes. he be suspended? Oh, no. Uh, should should he be suspended? Yeah, probably. But like an indefinite suspension for that when he's betting on something that like you know you and I could do. Yeah. The the refs control the game. 
they can change the entire game with one bad call or one good call, you know? So um, I hope that it comes out that this referee will never ref ever again. And like they investigate, it was both, it was two uh, refs. Yeah. These referees never, never ref again. And they investigate every game that they've co that they've, that they've refed that they, they get, they get, you know, uh, financial statements and text messages and everything. And they take this extremely, extremely seriously. Uh, just like the NBA did with uh, Tim Donahue. I think that's his name. Uh, the ref that was, uh, essentially point shaving. So, uh, we will uh we will see yeah. and all of this and i you know mike evans is a great football player no doubt no doubt but all of this for mike evans autograph like that seems after a loss that yeah. seems uh, yeah after a really bad game where he dropped a 75 yard touchdown bomb you know to potentially change the the game i uh I, yeah, i i that that one hurt cuz i have mike evans in a league and when that happened i that was one of those moments in fantasy football where you just kind of it ruins your day because it happens so early in the day at yeah, the noon kickoff where you're just like, oh, it's one of those days. It's one yeah. of the going to be one of those days. And, and then it's like you don't want to walk away. That was yeah, that was kind of an indictment of the entire Tampa Bay offense that day. I truly think that if he had made that catch, I think that would have been a completely different game. Ch- I think that killed the their momentum. Yeah, so just uh, a bad, bad look overall. Um, interested to see what happens from the NFL. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, I th- I'm going to go ahead and call Nothing. it. Yeah, those refs get a. Fi- I'm going to say those refs get fined two thousand dollars. Um, they don't. No playoff games. Ref any. No playoff nope. games, and that's it. Yeah, that's. Probably I hope they at least. I, yeah, I hope the. I, I hope know. they do like a real punishment and then a petty punishment of like. You're not allowed to ref another Tampa game ever. Or you're never allowed to ref another Mike Evans game, no matter where he plays. That would destroy them. They'd be like, I do wonder, though, I how often these refs ask. For, I wonder how often refs ask for autographs. that's not videotaped this. Honestly, that's what I yeah. want to know. Like, we know this because it was videotaped. I would have to. I would have to say, you know, depends on the ref. I think a lot. Maybe. Maybe, maybe those new school guys, but dude, you telling me, you telling me you think Ed Hockley didn't think he was cool, that the players should be asking for his autograph. You know what I'm saying? Like Ed Hockley. Okay, did not so strike me it's as funny that, that you bring up Ed Hockley. So there was a story because when I was reading on Reddit, there was a story about Ed Hockley, but he did it in the right way. It was during the off season. He went to an actual official training camp with his kid and he used his name Ed Hockley to kind of get passes or whatever, and was like yeah. not in, obviously not in uniform. He went up to I think at the time it was Joe Flacco, is what they said, and he said, "Hey, you know my my son's a huge fan. Can can we please get your autograph? And can I get one for my daughter as well?" And so he did it. That's the right to me. That's the right way of doing it. You go that's on your, your off duty Joe and like. Flacco's. Autograph, you know what I'm saying? That's just your kids yeah. getting Joe Flacco's autograph. Bro. Yeah, like that's not. And like that's... these refs are still people. I'm not saying they can't be fa- like they they should be fans of the game. This is their life. Like they can be fans of the game. I have the no story problem checks with them out. getting autographs. It's the fact that it's right then and there after the game, and they're in uniform. The story checks out because I mean nobody would tell a lie about getting Joe Flacco's autograph. You know. <laughs> 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 uh. All right, let's anyway. So outside the NHL, um, 
ESPN officially names Emmett Smith's all-time rushing yards as a commander fan. It's hard um, as an unbreakable record. Um, the current active uh, leader is technically Adrian Peterson with fourteen thousand yards. Um, I right. believe I didn't. I wrote down a bunch of other yards. I think Emmett Smith's record is about eighteen thousand and change. He broke the yeah. record, I believe, at sixteen thousand, and then he continued for another two and a half years and got eighteen thousand. Um, yeah, I think eighteen five is is standing like out that. in my head. Eighteen um, nine. Yeah, I'll, I'll look uh, that up real quick. I I remember that year, and Adrian Peterson was so close to that two thousand mark that I uh, it was I had him in fantasy, and I so I wanted it. I I wanted it so bad. Um, but there are the list. There is a there was a decent sized list of uh of records that ESPN uh deems unbreakable i don't know what they what their algorithm is for now deciding this is the year that they decided emmett smith maybe it's amount of time since it's broken maybe the games know, 20 change. years maybe well it's it's more likely the game changes it changes yeah. to the point where especially now this with you know stat is yeah not and i think you know anyone who plays fantasy football knows that running backs while still in my opinion the most important position on a team is not as important as it was six years ago that there are so many uh, split shares between running backs now that, you know, the disparity between the first three running backs taken and everyone else is so far. The gap is far. I I halfway agree with what you're saying there. Running back is the extremely important position. It's still as important as it was six years ago. The difference is, is that, it's not one guy's job anymore. It's not you don't yeah. have a running you don't have a running back. Some teams have a running back, but those are like yeah, that you said, guy those is, are yeah. those are six to eight guys in this league that are that are dominant forces that are gonna be able to that that would have been able to be professional in any sport they decided to be. They just decided to play football and play running back. Uh and so so I agree, but the problem is is there's never gonna be anybody, even I mean, even your workhorses. Uh, you know uh, that they're just their longevity's not there. It's it, 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 eighteen thousand yards is unfeasible for for uh, for yeah. anybody now coming into the game. The game has changed now. Like like, but but it's like saying you know we have quarterbacks now that are passing for ridiculous numbers, but, you know, bigger than Marino, and there are quarterbacks that you know you wouldn't even you wouldn't even sniff. In, in the off season and try to bring into your team, you know? So it's just a different, it's just a different game now uh, would be yeah. my, my thought on it. Yeah. I mean, I remember, I remember, and I actually sent you a picture of it a while ago. I think it was 2012, how much the game has changed. Think about the running backs in 2012. Um, and just, I mean, Arian, Fo- like on the one team, I had Arian Foster and Jamal Charles. I mean, every team, if, every if, team if, had a single yeah. run. Yeah. They featured a running. Yeah. Back. You know what I'm saying? It yeah, wasn't. It, yeah. If it was, if, if it, if you had Arian Foster and Jamal Charles now, they would be different running backs because it would be like Arian Foster and maybe, and, and someone like Arian Foster's cut snaps would get cut in half. Um, yeah. and, and I mean, good, and Aaron good Foster for was nowhere guys. near the record. Yeah. Yeah, good for those guys, um, but yeah, I mean, it's yeah. not. Uh, it's a it's a different ball game. So yeah, I, I would yeah. consider. I would I would concur an unbreakable record. Do you think that there was a? I mean, obviously, Adrian Peterson's career is not any. He's not getting another four thousand yards. I think. I think for honestly, I think fourteen thousand yards is a 
more yeah. than respectable number for running back. That is a <laughs> yeah, first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, okay, Adrian Peterson right. is a first ballot Hall of Famer, one of the greatest of all time running backs, and he is still four thousand shy of this record. Um, yeah, eighteen eighteen thousand three hundred and fifty five is the number. So. Yeah. That is, that is that right is insane. Up there. Um, it's right up there. What is what is and obvious? I know he's I know he's far off. What is Derrick Henry's numbers right now? Because he um, is one of the few R, true RB ones in this league. Yeah. Um, and if he stays healthy, I mean, whole he's not. Like, I don't. Off. He's not getting there. Whole season off. Oh, um, started. Yeah. Oh no, I know he's not getting. I'm just curious as to as where he is because obviously Derrick Henry is a. Oh, is can, many can say probably the best running back in the league right now, and you know, and he's going to be far off in that number. Um, you know, I think also Emmett Smith stayed healthy. I'm sure he had some injuries, but you know, we see hell just this past week. One of in my in my opinion, I thought he I thought he was could have been the next Adrian Peterson and Brees Hall is now out for the season with an ACL injury. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, with a running back, you are so. You are a you are at the whim of injuries uh, mm-hmm. at that position. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's as luck much luck as it is skill. Luck luck of the draw for sure. Um, uh, we have a total though of seven thousand three hundred and thirty three yards uh, on fifteen. He joined the league in what 2016? Yeah, one and but he didn't play first year behind Demarco Murray, uh, and then split time in twenty seventeen. Um, and then really got the job in, in 2018. So one, two, three, four, five, six. Long time. He's in his seventh year in the league, but uh, but playing about, uh, you know, he missed missed most of last season, half of last season, uh, but only played, uh, only started yeah. two games in 2017 and 16. So, yeah. But I mean, yeah. You know still what I'm a, looking at this? You know what's a, a, a weird, yeah, a weird stat I would love to look up is, Running backs who played, let's say, more than five yards to get a good sample size, a decent sample size, who averaged the like the longest run? Because I'm looking here of, of of Derrick Henry's longest run of the years. Obviously, you have 2018 with a 99 yarder. Then you've got 74 yards in 19, 2020 at a 94, in 2021 you've got a 76. And this year it's we're only what four games in. He's at 24 yards, but I mean. Derrick Henry, I mean that those are some long runs, man. Dude, it, I would I love there. to see who I was which, you know, uh I, I was there for two thirty eight and uh four. Uh I got to see him run the length of the field on that ninety nine yard run and I mean it's just otherworldly. He he just gets go I mean he's six three, but he just he just flies, man. Yeah. He he He's 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 yeah. different to watch. I don't. I mean, again, he'll never get close. He'll never even he'll never even scratch the surface. He may get no. to ten thousand, no. but uh, but I mean, I don't think that he's even gonna come in that come in that realm. Yeah. What um, else we got? What else we got? Uh, real quick. Uh, yeah. So we're gonna go through this list, and uh, and I on the list was also the current leader, but I didn't. That's a lot. Um, Jerry Rice, uh, twenty two thousand eight hundred ninety five receiving yards. I believe that the closest person is oh uh, shit. I saw his name earlier. Um with the Falcons, I think, or was with the Falcons. Julio Jones? No, um, I think it's Julio. I need Maybe. to look it up again. Uh it it might have been here we go. I can pull up the article right here. 
Uh, but, but let me scroll down. This is a different article, apparently, which is kind of annoying. While you're doing that, I can go through. Jerry, uh, yeah, Julio, yeah, active leader is Julio Jones with 13,406. Okay. Um, so we'll just yeah, keep this I mean, up. again, not, uh, uh, yeah. not going to happen. No. They have uh, Wayne, Wayne Gretzky, Gretzky with 1,963 career assists. Um, we also, we're going to talk about his points, um, yeah. but, you know, as far as uh, ESPN, you know, this list, they have his uh, assist in there. The active leader is Sidney Crosby with 899. Yeah, not happening. He's been playing a bit. <laughs> I don't think he's getting 1,100 yeah. <laughs> more assists in his career. It just, you know, doesn't look feasible, even if he has a good year yeah. or two. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you take the next one and we can go, we can go back. Yeah, and yeah, forth for sure. It. For sure. Cy Young, um, and not just the award, the actual guy, 749 <laughs> complete games. Uh, yeah, not ever happening again. First of all, most guys don't, you know, throw complete games at all, much less 749 of them. Uh, I, I, you know, I would imagine it was a different time. They didn't have a, have a big relief staff. In, in his day. So he just, he just went out there and rocked it. Um, yeah. What do we got next, buddy? Um, the, the active leader, uh, uh, I don't know if you have the thing. Uh, the active leader is Adam Rainwright with 28. So a little bit off. Yeah, um, the next nice. up is, uh, let's see. I, I put it a little bit, out of, I put it a little bit out of order, uh, but the uh, Boston Celtics with eight straight NBA titles, just, Something so unfathomable to think about. The active leader is the Golden State Warriors. Um, I mean, you know, you know it's how a uh, game. winning one NBA title is hard. You know, Shaq, yeah, yeah Shaq and Kobe managed three straight. Steve, uh, you know, the Warriors almost Michael did it four did times it twice. in a row. And then, I mean, yeah, even, uh, even thinking you know, about the, it, the Heat did back to back, but. <clears throat> Michael, even if you forget the two years that the Rockets won it when he wasn't playing and you said, okay, he had six in a row, he's still two off. <laughs> you know, like he still would have had to have won it two yeah. more years in, in that and would not have even, you know, really had the record. That It's it's uh, it's ridiculous. Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, they had Bill Russell, which just yeah. an absolute legend. Uh, but, yeah, go ahead with uh, Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah, Wilt Chamberlain, 50.4 points per game in a single season. Yeah, man, it's just not it's just not happening. I mean, you got you got Ja putting up prolific numbers, at, you know, ridiculous high numbers. Russell Westbrook has done it at times where he's put up just such ridiculous numbers. LeBron it's just it, it's not feasible. I mean, you know, now everybody is also yeah, tall, it's a different game, you know. Everybody is also tall. Yeah, Will was the only um, tall guy. Yeah, so yeah, the uh, the active leader is James Harden, who has thirty six point one points per game in twenty eighteen twenty nineteen. Um, obviously, Will Chamberlain scored a hundred point game, but you know, just to put him next to one of the all time greats, um, one you know, probably top three in many people's list, Kobe Bryant, who was a prolific scorer. Um, Kobe Bryant had ten fifty plus point games in the oh six oh seven campaign. In 61-62, Wilt had 45 50-plus point games, 15 60-plus point games, and three 70-point plus games. And, of course, the one in which he scored 100 points. And unless unless it's a four-point shot, 
I yeah. still don't think they're going <laughs> to. Yeah. Well, you, unless you, I mean, you flip a coin on any given day, the man was going to give you 50 points. Like this wasn't because of some statistical anomaly yeah. where he scored 3000 one game. Like he was averaging <laughs> like, Oh, he had a weak game. He only got us 40. But yeah. Tomorrow night he's going to get us 60. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah. Imagine not like imagine getting the second pick in the fantasy football in the fantasy basketball league then because you know you know if you have the second through any other pick you're not winning because yep. the first guy's getting Will Chamberlain yeah. like he's winning fantasy leagues solely. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get unless you gotta you gotta you only play you play with no wilt or you play in categories leagues where look you just when you're ever you're playing wilt you're punting yeah points, okay I'm gonna lose points I've got that that's no big deal I'm gonna win three point percentage though no worries. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, Simone Biles, 19 world gymnastic gold medals. One of the greatest athletes of all time. The active leader is Simone Biles because she's still active. She um, is still rocking the, To give you a sense of how far away Biles is uh, far from her competition, the next most decorated gymnast in terms of world gold medals is Svetlana Korkina. She has nine. Um, nobody even celebrates I mean, her because yeah, she ain't American. I, all right. Look. Nobody cares about you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. um, And no one else after that even has two. So, I mean, that's uh, that that is pretty much a unreachable goal. You know, and that one is one that I'm not sure. You know, like I don't really know the world landscape of Simone Biles. Simone Biles has done this over the last few Olympics. So I, I, I. Yeah. Wow, ridiculous. Don't, you know, don't get me wrong and outlandish. I don't know how unbreakable this is because we've seen it done recently, you know, so maybe yeah. it's more of a, a terms of, hey, the game, the sport is changing in ways that I don't know. Uh, but obviously we talked about Cal Ripken, 2,600, 2,632 straight games played. Uh, so since we've already done that, I'll move on to Michael Phelps, 28 Olympic medals. Pretty ridiculous, but again, yeah. goes back to the. Same I do quickly thing. want to add in that the active leader. Yeah, I do oh, really quickly ahead, want yeah. to add in that the active leader is Matt Olson with two hundred and ninety six consecutive games played in yeah. in the MLB. Not uh, even which two is, full seasons. I mean, that is such a disparity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, see, but now, now they know about resting guys and taking guys in and out. You know, so uh, again, the sport has changed in order for these guys to. Well, they know more about their bodies. They're able to, like, you know, they want to protect their own investment. It's more of a business culture than it used to be. I mean, baseball, football, hockey, all that stuff used to be just a fun game that these guys played, and that's why you always hear about, oh, well, old, you know. Old Bill, you know, Bill Steve Steinheim McNichols, he, you know, he played for the love of the game and got, you know, scored 7,000 points for a nickel a point, you know, like, (laughs) so that's, that's the difference (laughs) in, in, in all these sports now. So yeah, 28 Olympic gold or not, not gold medals, but 28 Olympic medals is ridiculous, but it goes back to the, one of those things of, if another prolific swimmer or gymnastic that got, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of these medals are team medals. And um, so I, again, it seems pretty un it seems pretty unrealistically, you know, that any, yeah. anybody would ever be able to, to break it. But I would just, I would just say to that 28 Olympic medals, 
Oh, okay. I was going to say uh, 19 world gymnastics medals. I thought those were Olympic medals, but they're not just Olympic medals. So, yeah. Uh, what do we got on going next? Michael Phelps, 28 Olympic medals. Those are straight up Olympic. Oh, he just that. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just. Um, Okay. Um, Ricky Henderson, 1,406 career stolen bases. The active leader is D. Strange Gordon with 336. Um, Bill James, uh, baseball writer, has said that if you split Ricky Henderson in two, you have two Hall of Famers. And frankly, if you split him into fourths, you would still have four guys who have more stolen bases the than the active, active leader. leader. <laughs> the active leader, yeah. Uh, ridiculous. Uh, again, games change. The the catchers are not going to let you, you know, steal on them. The, there's, yeah, I mean, again, one of those those that I agree with. Definitely unbreakable. Nobody's no, nobody's going to be doing it again like that, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, to put it into, like, terms, um, Jose Reyes stole 78 recently in 2007, which is, I believe, a record in a, a, in a season. He would have to do that for 18 straight seasons to meet the record. And I'm which guessing is he's probably insane. not Because you said he did yeah. it a few years ago. Did he get 78 again? Is he on his way? He I'm going to say not. no. <laughs> he is not on his way. He's not even the active leader right now. <laughs> um, and then. To finish off their list, I have a, I have a, you know, an honorable mention I'm going to throw in. I think we always throw, I always throw this in whenever we do big records. Yeah. Uh, the Yukon Huskies women's basketball, 111 game winning streak. That is absurd. I don't think that that is, uh, that is ever going to get beaten uh, unless it is another dominant woman's basketball team but i mean i still don't even see how that i mean it it just seems impossible it just seems like i remember when it was happening it was the it was so crazy it was like it was like a president got shot the day it ended you know like everybody was talking about like did you hear oh my gosh uh yeah so uh what a ridiculous stat but then also you know i always throw this in bobby richard petty's 200 nascar wins there is nobody that's getting 200 NASCAR wins. To put it in perspective, uh, a guy that I mean, I'm not familiar with, David Pearson, um, 105 right behind him. And then behind him is Jeff Gordon with 93. Uh, so the only the act, the two active are Kyle Busch, who has we've recently found out is not going to be racing full time uh, this coming up year. I think it is. Uh, health issues or something or another. Uh, and then Kevin Harvick has 60 and then Denny Hamlin has 48. So again, 200 NASCAR wins, never getting beat. Uh, I think yeah. that that should be in the list uh, that ESPN put out. Yeah. Um, another one that I, as much as I don't like the sport, I think that it is a cruel sport. Um, is Secretariat, Secretariat's uh, win of 31 lengths at, uh, in a Triple Crown race. Um, the next best race is 25 lengths, which was done in 1943, but uh, in 1973, um, uh, that's when Secretariat did it. That is, that is a huge margin of victory, Yeah, and, which is not going to happen because the science is different, the, the, game, mm-hmm. the, the sport's different. I mean, have- all of these horses now are <clears throat> juiced up beyond anything. The bigger argument is, is that Toby Maguire isn't 
isn't isn't the jockey of the horse. You get Toby <laughs> McGuire back, you'll win some races. I mean, that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. Um, but all right, let's move into our main topic of the day. We are doing way too early reactions, hot and cold. For teams starting out in the NHL this season, we're going to talk a little bit of hot teams. We're going to talk some cold teams. And we are two weeks into the season, so I think it's it's a, it's an appropriate time for us to overreact and, uh, you know, kind of put our foot down on where we think some teams are going to land. Uh, I'm going to start us off with a hot team right now with the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, they are currently sitting, if I can pull it up. I forgot to pull up the rank uh, already. At uh, five and two, not the best uh, in the league as far as ranking, but compared to last season, second best in the league. This team's back. Boston only, only behind Boston at this point. Yeah, I mean, this team's back. Um, Okay, yeah, I guess because they have more games played. Because I was going to say Dallas is four one and one. Um, But yeah, so as far as uh, points, they are tied for the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was looking at points. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, the Vegas Golden Knights. I mean, it's hard to think that they're not back. I mean, when you look at the history of this team, they have a good history. It's a small sample size, but more often than not, they're good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a team that looks really good. Uh, we've, I think we've talked more about this team on the Fantasy Goons. You know, check that out if you're, if you're into fantasy hockey, folks. Uh, but we've talked about them a lot and just the pieces that they have that are working. Uh, I know... I'm not going to tell him this on the show when we record later, but Riley Smith that night when when he uh, you know put him on the put him on his list, dropped him a goal, uh, and then I think he got him in a, a helper the next game. Love the Vegas Golden Knights. I agree. I don't know that they'll be this hot all year, but this is definitely a team that is uh, self-correcting from last year, uh, where they arguably had yeah. one of their better roster you know, better rosters that they've had with the least success that they've had so far. So um, I think that, yeah, way early reaction to a team that's hot. I don't disagree with it at all, though. Uh, A team that I threw on here that you did not. I threw Detroit on here. Uh, Sitting right now at uh, 3-0 and 2. a team that I'm not, uh, I don't think that, I don't think that they're going to drop off like they did last year. They had, they, they took an unfortunate hit Bertuzzi going to IR. Um, but, uh, but getting some, some good gameplay. I, I don't know that they're going to, they're going to be the ninth best team in the entire league all season. Uh, but I definitely foresee them making a good, a, a much better push across the boards this year. So Detroit is a team that I'm probably having a, a little too early of a reaction to. Yeah, I agree. Um, the next up, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about the Dallas stars coming to the central sitting at uh four, one and one with nine points. This is a, with a plus 10 differential, you know, they, um, I think they got, they, I think a little bit's luck. They, you know, they played a very, very, a team we'll talk about in the cold section, the Preds, and they put up a lot of points on them. And I think this team's looking good. I don't think they, this is going to be consistent. I think that they fall off a little bit here in a couple of weeks, but man, they're starting off real hot. I don't, I mean, this is, this is a, this is going to be a, a, we could see, you know, them in Colorado be the big dogs in the West. Yeah. I, 
You know, I, I just don't, I don't, I don't really see it. I, I, I just see this team falling off a bit, uh, but I, I don't, you know, I don't hate the pick. They are, they are way hotter than, than they, than they, you know, I feel they should be. So they definitely could deserve to be on this list. This next one you have on here, the Flyers, again, uh, one that I, I just don't see, I just don't see how they can maintain, you know, I, I don't, I, it just, they, they just don't have that real star power. Uh, they have started, you know, 4-2-0, and uh, but dropped a couple late. Uh, they were 4-0, and and then they're 4-1, and and then they're 4-2. I'd say it's a team I don't, you know, I know that you, re- you know, I know you really want to win the bet, Bobby, but I, I just can't sell it in my mind that uh, that this is, a, this is a playoff team. I mean, I think at this point, you know, they're uh, they play more more than just a playoff team. This is uh, if we're, if we're you know if we're putting our foot down and going with some hot uh, takes, this is this, this is a you know a team that could possibly put up a contention to maybe win a Stanley Cup. I mean, they are certainly in the running as far as being an NHL team. They are well, they meet the requirements well, we to win a Stanley Cup. We do have a Houston Astros Phillies World Series starting up, um, and every year a Phillies team, Philly, Philadelphia sports team, has won a major uh, Super Bowl or a Super Bowl uh, major sporting event. We have had a recession, so it's damned if you do, damned if you don't, right now by either cheering on a recession with the Phillies. Um, or cheering for the cheating Astros. So we can just, I guess, all hope for an implosion, uh, a friendly handshake, and uh, we're going to call it a tie. We'll split the trophy yeah. in half we, type we, of deal. We, we, yeah. yeah. We I don't Bain think the Flyers are going to get it. Flyers ain't, Flyers ain't going to cause any recessions anytime soon in my book. So, uh, you know, you can try to no, will it. But you know what? I don't need them to. I don't need them to. I only need them to do better than Columbus. Well, not better because you guys stupidly uh, did not just make it a better bet. You go guys, further. Go further. You guys, you guys made it a <laughs> make it to the playoff. Go further in the playoffs thing. So none of you guys have made the playoffs since the bet's been made. So neither of you guys have gone further. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think another team <laughs> that right. is is um, worth mentioning. Uh, another team that is worth mentioning here is Buffalo. Uh, started very strong at four and one. Yes. Um, uh, a team that I feel has a better long-term opportunity than Philly. You can quote me here. I'm not yeah, gonna. I'm I not agree. gonna water bet on um, it or anything. <laughs> um, another, uh, another team that um, you know, they are always there. So it's not nearly as much of a hot take, but a team that people thought were going to do. We're going to kind of recess a little bit and be bad. Is the Boston Bruins? They have shown that yeah. they are still the Bruins. They um, this is still a perennially good is- team, and you shouldn't count them out. Everyone thought that they were going to go start a rebuild, but here they are. This list is more five and one. Honestly, you know. I think this list is more for our surprises, you know, rather than. Yes. I mean, I'm surprised they're doing as good as they are. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but, you know, but you're not, you know, it's one of those that you're surprised, but you're also not surprised. You know, it's yeah. not, it's not crazy for them to be doing well, like some of these other teams. I mean, Vegas is one of those yeah. that, you know, you could argue, but I mean, the Bruins have been a playoff team. I think that that is, uh, 
I mean, yeah. I agree. They're playing very, they're playing a lot better than we thought, but I, I, it's not surprising that they are. They are that kind of team yeah. that that can. Yeah. Time to move into the ice cold teams to start the season. This one hits a little close to home. The Nashville Predators are currently on a losing streak as of recording. They at with the 0-4-1. I mean, they I haven't won game in can't America. Win. They can't win a game, game in America in the continental U.S. I mean, it or is Canada. or Canada or Canada. Yeah. And they can't win a game in North America. I mean, they mm. uh, they are. I mean, they are looking really bad. Um, it's hard to be, to defend John Hines when the team is going this bad. I still I don't fall into the bullshit of, oh, fire Hines and all this will magically be better. That's not the case. Um, but they look bad starting off. Um, they look unmotivated. They, the scoring is not there. You know, there is something to be said about last year's, um, success that we had was because of, yeah, last year's success. A lot of people, you know, there's a, there's a point to be made that we had a couple players who played out of their minds, who had all like career seasons and that's not consistent. And I would argue, That's I would argue, wrong. I mean, uh, it's not wrong, but I would argue that it was more because of the chemistry that they showed the, the team yeah. had chemistry. And so when a team has good chemistry, as we've seen with great teams, your great players score well, right? Because because the team has chemistry, and I think that's what we saw. You know, we can art, we can laugh and joke. Oh, well, we beat the Sharks two times, so no big deal. The Sharks played the Sharks played a good a couple of good games against the Preds. Uh, the Sharks have yeah. won two games, and they have the Sharks have been able to win in North America. So I mean, it's not you know, it's not impossible. Uh, but but those two games. We had the chemistry was there. You felt that this team felt like they were together. The lines were meshing. And so obviously uh, when we watched, we got to watch a little bit of that Philly game before uh, we went to that, uh, that, that Halloween party. And I, I don't, you know, I don't know how you felt, but. I didn't feel that we were meshing well. I didn't feel like the chemistry was no. there. It just kind of looked like we were just getting getting moved along. Uh, Mark uh, Mark Borieski, he is. I, I heard that he was moving and alert in the uh, in the good. ambulance going home. So good. yeah, so good, so good. That's great to hear. Uh, if it was if it was bad news, I think that we would have probably had it in the news section. So. Um, but yeah, yeah, man, I just, I just don't feel like the chemistry's there. I don't think that all is lost or anything. It's not, you know, it's not phone at home and, you know, give it up, but, uh, something needs to be done. Uh, uh most certainly. Yeah. Um, now for a team that is so far and beyond, uh, cold, uh, they have seven straight losses. The Vancouver Canucks are just, I mean, what an absolute horrible, despicable series of unfortunate events for this Vancouver team. They just cannot catch a break. I mean, I I don't know what's going on with them. I don't know what kind of changes have to be made, but there is never an excuse in this league to go 0-5-2. Something has to be changed. Yeah, I mean... It's a that's a it's a tough beat for them, but I mean this is a team that a couple of years ago we were high on, and last year we thought okay, well they can kind of kind of step it up. Um, 
I mean, two points right now. It's uh, it's not looking it's not looking great. They are going to have to have a, a major turnaround. I mean, even the Coyotes have a win. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I think that's what you're getting yeah. at. Is that uh, the 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 lowest of the low? The team that plays in front of five thousand people has, has has been able to win a game, uh, and they've only played five games for goodness' sake. So, yeah. what's up? You know, it's it's hard to hard to fathom because this team has some talent. Has you know a talented goalie? Yeah. Uh, you know, talent. Uh, Elias Pettersson. You know, Brock Besser. Bo Horvat, JT Miller. I mean, this is a guy uh, that that I took probably too early in a lot of my and a lot of my yeah. leagues. JT Miller. I, I mean, he's actually played well for me. A decent you know, it's goalie. Not, I mean, it's not been bad for me having JT Miller. Uh, so I mean, he's getting his, but uh, it's not translating into wins for the team. Uh, team I have on here, the. Minnesota yeah. Wild. Uh, this is a team that has started very poor. Uh, one, three, and one. Um, a team that, uh, you know, we talked about on the fantasy show. You you weren't as high on them as, as maybe I was, but uh, I don't think you were this low on them. You know, I don't think you were uh, thinking that they were no. a, a, a bad team. Um, so I, I want, we're wondering if, Hey, it's just a bad early start to the season. I mean, they got a bad law, a bad overtime loss, seven to six to the Oilers. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's very early. So it's way, way overreaction, but, um, definitely seems like it's going to be something that needs corrected. Uh, they, they have as many wins right now as, uh, the Arizona coyotes. So, um, they had to, they do have yeah. one more point though. They do have one more point. They have three points. The Coyotes have two points. So, yeah, I um I think that I think the Wild is a team that will turn it around. Me too. I, don't I mean, I don't think, think this is this is. Yeah. I th- I don't. I, I'm not, if I'm going off of their recent showing, I think that they have the ability to step it up. I don't think that they're a playoff team. I think they get they, they I think them get rid of Kevin okay. Fiala hurt them. I think Kevin Fiala was a very integral part of that team. I like Kevin Fiala. I liked him in Nashville. I I get why he had to be moved a, a couple times. Um but I I I liked him as a depth player and I uh I think I think they missed the playoff by a couple points. I think they step it up, okay. but I don't think it's enough. Okay. Um to uh, round us out, and this one I kind of had a question mark next to, even though I'm looking at their schedule now, and when I and I I don't think it needs a question mark. I think it's a pretty solid um, New York Islanders. Um, they are sitting at currently last in the Metro with uh, four points at two and four. I mean, this is a team that last year we thought they would win the Stanley Cup, and we thought that maybe <laughs> they would be a resemblance of what we thought they'd be last year and so far it's just not great i mean they have been exactly schedule i mean they have been exact they've been exactly like they were last year twice and the lightning i mean they've been exactly like they were last year but i thought yeah i thought they would yeah yeah, no i was i thought they would be more about how we thought they'd be last year right and i mean now listen their losses they have two good law that they lost to the panthers and the lightning and the devils which is not a great loss but I mean, their wins against the Sharks and the Ducks aren't great. I mean, their their schedule is not great. I mean, having to go against the Panthers twice and, and the Lightning in a short period of time as two weeks is not. I mean, those are those are top teams in the league. It's yeah, it's not insurmountable. Uh, but uh, I don't feel 
I don't feel they had the advantage they had last year after starting 14 straight road games. You know, starting with 14 straight road games, the advantage that I felt uh, that they had was in the coaching department. And I just don't feel that they have that like they did. Um, So so I'm interested. I think that this team is able to maybe even pull out one of those games against the Panthers with some different coaching. So, hey, maybe I'm just – I just got, you know, Maybe I'm just bitter that uh, we had to have we had to host Barry Trotz in the in the the coach house, man. You know. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um. So that takes us now. That that finishes up our main topic of the day. Let's move into our games of the week. Games of the week. Bobby and Brandon do the work, so you don't have to. The best from around the NHL and what to watch. All right. For the first time in, well, maybe over over a year, maybe? Brandon has a lead in games of the week. Um, a score update. I am sitting at five and five. Brandon at six and four. It's a close one, but my man, you've got a lead for the first time in a while. Well, I've got us a, I got us a, I got us a gift before I go into the money, uh, money record in which you were beating me by four cents last week. Um, I got us a little gift. I was doing a little bit of, uh, some early Christmas shopping. And so, um, when I was doing that early Christmas shopping, what did I find in McKay's? But this bad boy. Uh, yeah. So we have, we now have us a games of the a week Stanley cup and it's starting this year, Bobby. So no, you don't get this. For, oh, for winning oh, last year. oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I okay. bought it because, because okay. whether, I want to, I wanted to have been able to keep it for at least a year if I don't win this year, which I will. Yeah, and you'll yeah, get to stay yeah. in my house again. And, um, so we got us a little Stanley cup now, and, you know, uh, but, uh, the betting record, it goes to show you that I'm only one game up on you. As far as record wise, we're pretty neck and neck there. Uh, but one bad week betting the juice can, can hurt you. Uh, so I think you're sitting at $8 yeah. and 84 cents. You are, are down, um, overall, uh, a dollar 16, dollar 16. And then, uh, I am up. A dollar oh three. I'm at eleven dollars and three cents total. So uh, beating you there. I, I think we did discuss that if we wanted to bet puck line, we can at this point, but we have to indicate it. Um, and if the yeah. main, and it's got to be the main puck line. So if you pick a puck line, and your team is actually not the favorite, and you get some, you may get some unfortunate juice of like some minus two thirty five type of stuff. So. Yeah. Uh, but you will have to indicate that on the actual pick. Um, we are deep into this, so you want to fly through your five, and then I'll fly through my five. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, starting off with uh, Winnipeg at LA. I am taking the uh the Kings money uh, uh puck line. Um, then I've got Anaheim at Vegas. I am taking Vegas money line. Um, then I've got on, uh, let's see, that's the, on Saturday at 1 PM. I've got New York Rangers at Dallas. I'm going to take the Rangers on this one. Um, you stole that money line, bro. Yeah. Um, then 
on, I believe that's Sunday. I've got Columbus at New Jersey. There wasn't a lot to choose from. I don't really, I, this is a, to me, this is a, this is a pick 'em game. I'm going to go, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the, I'm going to, I'm going to take the value at the away team. and I'm going to take Columbus. Nice. Uh, um, That's what I would have done. Leading off Detroit at Buffalo. I, I don't know about this one. I think as much as I want to take the away team, because I think there's a little bit of value there. I think Buffalo is going to win it. So I'm, I'm, I'm taking Buffalo. Yeah. I don't hate, I don't hate any of those picks. I think that it's funny now that um, we are going to be kind of picking trying to pick games of the away team. Uh, I think we kind of talked about that before the show yeah. of that away team is where your value is going to get. If you want to take up straight, straight up money line. Um, I'm going to go uh, my five games. I'm going to go through these pretty quickly. Panthers playing the flyers uh, 6 PM on, on the 27th Thursday. Got the Panthers uh, being away team. Uh, flyers have been hot, but I think I can get a little bit of value on the Panthers. there. pins playing the Canucks again. That away team, I am actually going to go ahead and take the puck line on the uh, pins, and I'm hoping that they are the favored team there uh, on the away. I don't, I don't want to have to eat all of that plus one and a half juice. Leafs playing the Kings, uh, 6 p.m. on the 29th. I'm going to go with the Leafs, the away team there uh, again, trying to get a little value on that on that bet. And uh, the Wild playing the Blackhawks. Um, it's in Chicago, 6 p.m. at 1030. Chicago has not been as bad as we thought they would be. The Wild has been as bad as we think they could be. I'm going to go with the Wild, and I'm actually going to go with the puck line on the Wild as well. Uh, try to, again, get a little value from my picks. And then fun- capping it off with okay. the Caps and the Hurricanes, 6 p.m. on the 31st, Monday, Halloween. I think my boy Aho steps up his game, gets his boys together, and they beat the Caps on the puck line. So... Getting a little like dangerous. I've got three puck line picks here this week. Uh, really trying to push, uh, put a, put a, uh, put you on the ropes money wise. I think we we agreed that it, we're still we're still just picking winners, right? When we pick, yes, the puck line's yeah, only the best. You can't yeah, go. Can, you can't choose someone to cover. You know, you know the. Plus oh, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying. Like I'm that. saying that it's still one. It's still five games straight up. Like if I don't win. Oh my yeah, puck yeah. Line, the, the puck line has nothing to do with the record. Yeah, games yeah. of the week. Record. If you don't okay, win the puck so line, you still win the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We still got to be picking um, the team we think that wins for yes. sure. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Um, well, good luck again this week, yeah. man. The, the hell yeah, the, good luck, the, man. The, you'll never. <laughs> hey, you'll never get this. You'll never get this. All right. Pop culture, too. We can skip them both and just put them on next week's. Okay. Yeah, cool. We'll do that. Um, all right. Let's jump in to our What's Snapping Your Stick? Bobby and Brandon are about to find out exactly what snaps their sticks.
All right. Um, so I recently finally started watching She-Hulk um, after, you know, you pretty much forced me to. But I'm glad I, I did. You. It is very good. I am. So yeah, good. I am very happy I did. Um, and what's that? My stick is the constant. Obviously, I listen. I know that there was going to be Internet trolls. I without a doubt. I knew it. it's it's a it's a show that the main character is a woman. Of course, there's going to be hate online. That's how the Internet works. What I don't what I don't get is the absolute hate for them breaking the fourth wall. I think we all need to sit back and you you said it perfectly. This is supposed to be a fun universe. Not everything has to be so serious like Moon Knight was or, you know, like every single thing that has to do with uh, with Scarlet Witch. Sometimes we can just have fun. Yeah. You know. Sometimes breaking the fourth, you know, not everything has to be super. Oh, let's let's get deep into the continuity and the lore of the. Besides the fact, hey, let's have fun. Can I just even say I love I love your I love your thing when you texted me. But I would how much I would bet I would bet rent money, you know, you know, fantasy money, betting money, whatever, whatever you want me to bet. I would bet that 98 percent of the people that hate the breaking of the fourth wall have some sort of t-shirt or something uh, uh about deadpool you know what i'm saying like they, they're the same yeah. people that love deadpool so much and probably were so happy that the next trailer coming that came out uh i mean that's a guy that breaks the fourth wall that's that's the that's the point it is fun it's supposed to be it's fun. A thing. it is uh and, i don't know if you know they, they, these okay. no you're good you're good these trolls like to always say, oh, they, you know, she, they should have stuck to the comics. Well, guess what She-Hulk does in the comics, you assholes? She breaks the fourth wall many times in the comics. It's one of the things she does. It's so let's like they're keeping it comic book. And here's the thing. We have all <sighs> we've already gotten into the world of the multiverse. We don't know that there and we've gotten into the world. that There's a thing called the Watcher who can see into other universes. We don't know what they're going to say about how, like, maybe She-Hulk can see, so like, thinks that she's, like, can see the Watcher. Maybe, maybe from her point of view, she's actually talking to someone. Like, we yeah. don't know. But the fact is, it's there is there is precedent set in the comics, and it's it's okay. And even if there wasn't, it would still be okay. If you hate people, if you, you know, hate people talking to people that are not there, then did you even like Moon Knight? All right. I mean, my man talked to a <laughs> bunch of people that were not there. Uh, no, really good point. I'm glad you're loving She-Hulk because I did really. It's one of those that, you know, you talk up so much that it has to land or, you or, or you know, you're an idiot. So I'm glad you're loving it. Uh, mine yeah. is a little more personal at the party, uh, at the Halloween party. There was a group of ladies and they were all butterflies. And I thought that they were super dope butterflies and I wanted to be a part of their butterfly group and every, you know, and so I would, you know, butterflying, I'm uh, flapping the old wings and whatnot. And all of the ladies were wanting me to be a part of their, their butterfly group. But there is one lady in particular that was not having it. She did not think that I should be a part of the butterfly group. Uh, to where she is very upset about it. Stephanie has a video and I was like, oh, what? Because, you know, I'm, I'm a little drunk and I'm flapping and 
I'm like, oh, what? You don't want me to be a part of your group, your butterfly group? <laughs> <laughs> I'm very flustered at this lady. I can just remember, man. It was just the, it was the oddest thing. For obviously, I don't want to steal your friends or something, lady. But it was like I was stealing her butterfly thunder. Uh, so I don't know if she listens to the podcast, <laughs> but if if you do, butterfly lady, what the f, bro? I was just trying to be part of your crew and just trying to enjoy ourselves. All right, so uh, we're all just trying to hang out. <laughs> Halloween heist happening, Bob. It's happening. Okay, hundred percent. But. All right, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, for Brandon, I'm Bobby. This has been Pucks Out Podcast. We will see you all again next week. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Pucks Out Podcast. To see what other ridiculousness the guys are up to, check them out on Twitter and Instagram at Pucks Out Pod.